Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Shai Tubli, who's an international speaker, author, and spiritual teacher. He is one of Europe's leading authorities in the field of chakras and the subtle body. Shai also serves as an academic researcher at the University of Leeds in the UK and has developed several meditation-based therapeutic methods. In today's episode, we talk about his new book, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation, which explores 35 meditation techniques worldwide. These techniques can help all who are struggling with trauma, fear, uncertainty, depression, anxiety, and screen addictions. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Thank you, James. I'm so happy to be here. I am as well. That was quite a mouthful for me to say. I know you've done so many things and it was really interesting when I was reading your backstory. You have such a diverse background and so I'm really looking forward to hearing all your expertise when it comes to meditation and how we all can just take a moment and reflect and find our stillness and then go on throughout our day. Yes. Yes. Now you were originally from Israel, correct? Yes. I was born, born in Israel. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So how did you transition in, at, into the UK? No, I don't live in the UK then. After uh, oh, 35, of, uh, uh, 35 years in Israel, I uh, chose to move to Berlin, Germany. From there, I studied uh, at uh, the University of Leeds in the UK. <laughs> and now I have lived, I've moved to live in Portugal. That is fantastic. I know so many of my viewers and listeners right now who are experiencing the winter blues in Northern America. I'm sure they're very jealous of you right now. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very sunny here and very joyful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sure. Now, you, it's, I was talking to you earlier about your education. So you have a master's degree in what? And then let's transition into your doctorate degree. Well, my master's degree is in, is in the relationship between cinema, between films and the absurd. <laughs> so, oh, yes, sure. so, yes, so it's the connections between, between our sense that life is absurd, as uh, Albert Camus uh-huh. described it, and, and how we can find this in film. Oh, interesting. And I would be sure that that would, as we recognize it in film, I'm sure it also then has, is translatable to the present culture and how we can understand, um, understand the culture better. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, although it, it, it is a, a philosophical 
research. So, mm -hmm. so the research was sure. mainly about how we can uh, cope with our absurd reality because <laughs> there is a certain oh, dimensions of life uh, that is that is absurd. That is uh, that doesn't make yeah. sense. That uh, so 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 films very often, especially meaningful films, they explore this dimension and how we can cope with it. Mm. Is there any any movie that maybe my audience may be aware of that would really explore that? Oh, plenty of films, and that, that's my joy to to uh, to identify oh. <laughs> these films. For instance, we have this yeah. uh, this uh, uh, film that that uh, that uh, will perhaps be now the uh, the the Oscar winner for this year: oh. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. When I uh, oh, view yes. when I view this film, I see this film as, as a sort of battle with with our uh, despair and realism, and our choice to to finally be in this universe because the the protagonist she is everywhere and everything all at once, and finally at the end of the film, spoiler alert, <laughs> she chooses <laughs> to to be in this one universe with her life. As it is, so I see this as the heroic mm. choice of uh, of the absurdist uh, hero. <laughs> yes. Wow. And for those who haven't seen it, it's a fantastic movie. Michelle Yeoh is wonderful. She got to finally explore all of her the, the vast range of her acting skills. So I'm so happy for her as exactly. well. Exactly. Now, how did you transition into your, the PhD? You, you have a PhD though in philosophy. Yes. How did you transition yes. from the masters to that? Well, it's still philosophy. But uh, mm -hmm. but uh, but uh, in <laughs> in the in my PhD, I, I I chose to to focus on on the philosophy of mysticism, which means that uh, mm, this okay. this relates to to our subject today, which is meditation mm -hmm. and consciousness. Because mm -hmm. I would say that what what I'm most fascinated with in this life is human consciousness and its potential. You see, so I study yes. this both as an academic philosopher, but also subjectively and experientially as a practitioner and uh, and uh, of meditation and a spiritual teacher. Mm. We'll be right back. Are you an emerging persona or a global organization that isn't getting recognition from the press? Have your marketing and advertisement efforts hit a plateau? Let us help you take your brand to the next level. Red Heifer Media is a full-service boutique public relations agency specializing in health and wellness, tech, real estate, and nonprofit organizations. We can turn your successful company into a reputable brand. Take your first step and visit www.redheifermedia.com. Once again, visit www.redheifermedia.com to take your brand to the next level. Welcome back to Lifeology. I'm James Miller, a licensed psychotherapist and the host of Lifeology Radio. I'm currently speaking with Shai Tubali. We're talking about his book, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation. I highly endorse this book as you'll find that all these different meditation styles will help you live a fulfilled life. For more information about Shai and to purchase his book, please visit shaitubuli.com. That's S-H-A-I-T-U-B-A-L-I.com. Now, in your book, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation, there are 35 different techniques that you studied. How did you determine which ones would, quote, make the cut or be in your book? Because I'm sure there's so many of them, and I'm, you could probably write multiple books on all the wonderful different meditation styles. But why did, what was it about those, those certain 35 that you chose? Yeah, that, that was an excruciating process, as you can imagine. It was, uh, it was sure. difficult to choose. <laughs> 
uh, as it is usually in, in, uh, in compilations in these kind of textbooks. But uh, one, I would say that, that I, I chose these meditations because they, they are uh, notable and classical, which means that these are, mm. these are uh, uh, meditations that represent the best of, of, the, of the classical meditations of, of the world's mm -hmm. traditions. Mm -hmm. Second sure. is, that, is that because I have aspired to divide the world of meditation into seven different categories, each one um, uh, consisting of specific meditations that has one uh, common purpose. So, okay. so for these, I, I had to select meditations more, more uh, specifically that will uh, fit into these categories. Mm -hmm. How did you choose the seven categories? Or can you walk me through those real fast? I want to get into the meat of the book, but I want mm -hmm. to hear what those seven categories are. Yes, that, that, that's good. Because, you know, in the Western society and in, in, in research on meditation, we usually focus on, on benefits. And the, and the categories are all about purposes. This is very different. Benefits are like, uh, you know, lowering your, uh, uh, your blood pressure. Uh, but the yes. wow. one, uh, one is aligning your body and mind and grounding your being, which means it, it's all about uh, relieving your existential tension. And the other mm -hmm. uh, second is about uh, rekindling your joy of life. Revealing your tapping oh. into your unconditional joy. Then there is the third category of, of building your presence and, and sense of true inner power. The fourth mm. one is all about the heart opening and compassion. And then there is the, there are meditations that deal with sound and with your voice, with discovering your voice. And then there is the sixth group that is all about inner wisdom and all. So I, it's it's interesting to hear you say that. I, I'm I'm really excited to read. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm really excited about reading this too because there's there's so many things that you said that I appreciate the the disconnect of the why you do it as far as the the, the benefit, which is obviously mm -hmm. wonderful. People will mm -hmm. see the benefit, but the reason, the rationale behind it, and to really break it down into each of those categories allows for a person to truly live a holistic and and fulfilled life exactly and to choose the the, the specific category and from it the mm -hmm. specific meditation that is that is most relevant to your uh, stage of development and and to your developmental needs right now you see because sometimes mm -hmm. you, you know in 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 the traditional way people uh, had to commit themselves to a certain set of practices and that's it for the rest of their life Mm -hmm. uh, and and it, it doesn't matter if the meditation is boring or if you, if you feel if you feel that there is a, a different meditation that calls you to to experiment with, uh, you have to commit. Here, I, I believe that that in this age it is time for us to to enjoy the abundance of meditation, uh, and and to to be able to wisely select the right meditations and to also feel the the freedom to to replace them from time to time with more suitable yes. meditation techniques. So I think sure. that, uh, that the revolution in meditation is, a, is all about making it an adventure. 
and and a joyful mm. experience that, that 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 you that you can really fall in love with meditation because you feel that that it's such an open field of experimentation yes <laughs> and and i really appreciate how you're wording that or what how you're just describing it because because it is it can be an exciting exciting time it's funny a couple of days ago i was mm. talking to a client of mine and he said, James, can you give me some ideas about meditation? He, he was really struggling with a lot of, a lot of thoughts and mm -hmm. hard for him to kind of slow down. And it's interesting because on the Western philosophy, you're talking about um, ways in which to, you know, like you said, decrease one's heart, one's uh, blood pressure to really um, <laughs> increase um, dopamine levels. So I, I came from that approach and gave him specific ones that, that I know of mm -hmm. and that I've worked with. Uh, but it's really interesting now to hear this, you know, in, in this day and age, Many people say, James or Shai, I don't have time to meditate. Mm. And of course, that's unfortunate because we make time for things, whether we realize it or not. We can make time to focus on, um, on anxious thoughts. And as we know from <laughs> right, meditation, right. as you think about something over and over again, and that is a form of meditation. Mm. And not to its specific, its real definition, but it is a form of meditation. Mm. Constantly loop and think about a certain thing. Uh, how, what would you say to individuals who would say, Shai, I don't have time for that, or it seems like it's too much work. I don't know if that would even work for me. Well, I would start by saying that, 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 that every meditation, almost every meditation has a much shorter version. So, so this means mm. that, that you could actually uh, sit, uh, um, for instance, just before our interview, two minutes before that and, and tune in uh, to, to your natural self, to your natural being through, through a, a, even a two-minute practice. Take, for example, mm. uh, uh, just uh, uh, take body scan, which is the, the very known meditation developed by the mindfulness leader, John Kabat-Zinn. So, uh, of course, inspired by Buddhist principles. So, so body scan is simply being aware of, of our sensations in the body just as they are right now. Now, body scan can, can take uh, something like half an hour, but it, but it also yeah. has a two-minute version in which you simply version. Uh, a version, yes, in which you simply uh, uh, scan your body very quickly from from below all the way to the top of your head and 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 again down. So, so if you can do this kind of of rapid uh, um, focuses, I think this this can actually change your day completely. So if you just send yourself uh, uh, friendly reminders on your, on your cell phone, uh, here, two minutes for meditation. And it is incredible to realize that just two minutes of meditation immediately change your mood, immediately change your, uh, uh, increase your sensitivity and make you more prepared for action. Wow. Now that's one quick one that I think is obviously very important. It, it's funny in, on the Western, I, I keep saying Western because <laughs> the, the U.S. side over here, because um, obviously you're in, in Portugal right now. But the um, I've worked with a lot of individuals, and we talk about mindfulness techniques. And so mm -hmm. mindfulness usually comes from a Buddhist background. And so the mindfulness aspect aspect is the body scanning, but it's also incorporating. Um, well, let me back up. So when someone is dealing with a lot of anxiety, we often have ground them to the present. In other words, you ground them to your five senses. Right. 
And so you can use a form of, of this as far as you can go for a walk and be mindful of what, what do I see? What do I hear? Exactly. What do I feel? What do I taste? What do I, what I smell? And so that, that's a way to really ground people that are too much in their head with anxiety and fears and worries and it grounds them to the present moment of their external circumstance, or excuse me, external situation, yes. which allows them to just take a, a moment like, oh, mm. I don't have to worry so much mm. about those thoughts. Mm. Can you walk us through ways in which people who, who do struggle with anxiety, depression, what are some specific ways in which they are, can use some of these techniques? And once again, for my viewers and listeners, the book is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation, which I highly endorse. What are some specific ways in which people can use some of these techniques to help them pull them out of their of their thoughts. Yeah, first of all, I really appreciate what you're saying because because this is exactly the point that, that you are able to to align a mind and body. Usually uh, from the perspective of meditation, we are mostly daydreaming. We are we are only mm-hmm. in our thoughts, which means that we are not really in real reality. So we are not really grounded. You say so sometimes they right. say that meditation ungrounds you, makes you ungrounded, but this is not true. Meditation is here to ground you finally for the first time. So the, the, for, for what you are uh, uh, talking about, I would recommend the, the first group of meditation, uh, uh, meditations, mm-hmm. which is all about aligning your body and mind. So for instance, uh, mindfulness of breathing, which is a classical mm-hmm. meditation that is already 2,500 years old, uh, is, wow. is simply about... Uh, being one with your breathing process. Now, your breathing process is, is the most real, the most uh, accessible um, key to, to reality here and now because you're breathing. This is real. It's not like you're thinking. So you're beginning mm-hmm. to, to become one with your breathing process. It's not like you're observing your breathing fo- process from the distance with attachment, but you're becoming one with it, which means you're aligning your mind with it, which means you're aligning your body, mind, and breathing. They become just one unified movement. And so with mm-hmm. every in-breath, you, you can think, I am, I am relaxing my body. With every out-breath, I am relaxing my body. With every in-breath, I am, and you, you can add whatever uh, affirmation you would like, yeah. Uh, because with this affirmation, you're also beginning to, again, align your mind, body, and breathing. That's the principle. Yes. This is, this is an immediate way to achieve basic sanity. <laughs> yes, I, I 100% agree. And as, in a psychological approach, uh, we teach that whatever you think about determines what you feel. What you feel determines what you do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm thinking about something that's really overwhelming for me, my body is automatically going to feel the emotion and that emotion translates to energy. So that energy then causes my, my, um, my nervous system to all of a sudden be like, Oh my gosh, we're, we're, something's happening. So all of a sudden our heart rate increases a little bit. And then what happens is we start to breathe more shallowly. Mm. And so all of a sudden, if I don't breathe, that is my normal breath, because I'm thinking about something that's anxious that's causing me to feel anxiety. My breathing slows down. And so when my breathing slows down or the shorter breaths rather, then all of a sudden I'm not getting the full oxygen that I need. And if you don't get enough oxygen, obviously that affects your brain. And then that affects how you think. And so it's a circular path of your thoughts create your emotions, your emotions create your body's mm-hmm. response. So if mm-hmm. your body's feeling like, oh my goodness, something's going on, you start to, your breath starts to change. So with what you're saying as well is to be mindful of your breath. If you can be aware of that, 
and regulate that either through box breathing or different diaphragmatic breathing, other mm -hmm. types of breathing, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it slows everything down. Then your, then your mind says, oh, we're not in crisis anymore because you're now getting the amount of breath you need. And then as you add those affirmations to what you're saying, though, now you start to think of those affirmations, changes your mood, which then aligns with your breath. And so the breath is the aspect yes, that you yes, can, a person yes. can continue to use to change their thoughts, to then allow them to live in the moment and to decrease the emotions that they're experiencing. Exactly. That, that's brilliantly said. Yes. Uh, I would just add a, a quote from, uh, from the world of, of tantric Buddhism. They, they have a saying there uh, that that the mind rides the wind. The mind rides the wind, mm -hmm. which means that the, the wind is the prana and the prana is, is the subtle representation of our breath. Now, this means that wherever your, your breath goes, your mind goes with it. So if you control, mm -hmm. if you guide your breathing in the, in the proper way, then, then your mind begins to, to, uh, to become aligned with it. So this is how, how mm. prana actually tames your mind. So this, I think, coincides with what you're saying here. You know, it makes, it's interesting to me because when I think of the word inspiration, so that is uh, a form of inhalation, divine inhalation. And so when I connect that word and the, the, the meaning of that word with what you're saying with the prana, which we know is breath. Mm -hmm. So as you connect that, and then all of a sudden, maybe with the, the seventh version of the category that you're talking about, perhaps that's the connection of the connecting with something greater than yourself or connecting with a divine. As you are mindful of where your breath goes, your mind goes, which means your spirit would go there and, and find that inspiration, which we know means the divine breath. Right. So I'm curious, is there any right. correlation between that at all? I mean, that's just what I was thinking as, as you said that. Between breathing and the, and the divine inspiration. Oh, yes. Correct. Oh, yes. yes. Actually, the, the sages of, of ancient India, uh, both the Buddhists and the Hindu, they, well, they, they were uh, really intrigued by this point, that if you can affect mm. your breathing process in certain ways, you can actually uh, well awaken what they they call the subtle body, which is the body within the body, mm. and and in this way uh, connect with the greater reality. So one of the forms of of meditation is actually the very opposite of what we're talking here, which is about uh, well increasing your 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 breathing process, and and this is called kumbhaka, and kumbhaka is all about cessation of breathing. So. You, yes, yes. So, so there you control your breathing in the way that you actually stop it. You increase the gap between in-breath and out-breath, or you increase the in-breath, or you increase the out-breath, or, uh, or you increase the, uh, uh, the gap between the two. And then when you, your breathing stops, you, it's, it's as if your, your known self, your familiar self, becomes absorbed in the greater reality. So it's as if you are, you are returning to, to a pre-birth condition. Mm. So, so that was actually, interesting. interestingly, a, a goal of many uh, sages and practitioners to be able to hold their breath for as long as possible in order to reach uh, mystical states of consciousness. <laughs> wow. I've never heard of that. That's fascinating. So I know, I know as far as when you inhale and hold you know, and you don't breathe and then you exhale and then hold. I'm, I'm familiar with that, but I didn't realize the reasoning behind that. That's brilliant. And mm. it's, it's interesting because when you do hold your breath, for me anyway, it, everything just becomes quiet. And so you just, the quietude of then without the breath 
allows for my mind to kind of slow down. I mean, obviously I need to breathe, but in that quietude, <laughs> when I'm holding my breath, if I'm doing a form of box breathing, it, it, is, it seems very quiet for me. So it's, it's fascinating that, that these wise people obviously discovered that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We only have one more minute here. What would be a final takeaway that you would want my viewers and listeners to know about your book? One more time, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation. Well, I, I would like them to 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 understand uh, uh, whoever listens uh, that 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 meditation is is a really flexible and vast phenomena, which means that that yeah. uh, first of all we don't need to think about meditation as as just uh, this long faced, closed eyed. A serene state. <laughs> meditation can be so many things, and this is what uh, uh, the books aims to show. Meditation can be forms of visualization. It can be dancing. It can be crying. It can be laughing. Mm. It can be communion with nature. It can be all sorts of uh, uh, expressions of loving kindness through our mind. It can even be prayer. So, so when we understand mm. that meditation is is so diverse. And we, we can approach it not just uh, from the image that we have of meditation, but also from our direct need and our uh, uh, drive or inclination toward experimentation, joyful experimentation. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I honestly am looking forward to reading this book. I, I, I'm very curious about all these different 35 different types. I know some of them, but a couple mm-hmm. that you talked about, I was like, oh, I've never, never heard of that. I can understand it well, as you explain it, but I've never heard of it. So I'm looking forward to exploring that as well. So if my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation, Shy to Believe, where would they find all this information online? Well, first of all, I, I would invite uh, uh, listeners to, to my official website, which is uh, Shai Tubali. I know that it's hard to, to spell. It's a S-H-A-I-T-U-B-A-L-I.com. And there, there, there are plenty of, uh, of blog articles there and, and, uh, and video, uh, videos and so on. And then there is a, a, a thriving YouTube channel, again, under my name, which uh, includes a ab- great abundance of uh, videos, in, uh, including guided meditations and, uh, and uh, ways to integrate the meditative perspective and practice into your daily life. Excellent. Well, once again, I highly endorse your work. I'm very impressed. And once again, I look forward to reading it as well. So my viewers and listeners, one more time, the book is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Meditation. And today I'm speaking with Shai Tubuli. And so therefore, if you have any more questions, uh, go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will connect you with Shai and all of his information. Shai, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.